So this week, completing, not completing, we still have one more person from Children's to talk to for the podcast, but we have Jessica LaRock on. She's the manager of the Children's Department. Yes, the head. The head. And it's been really fun getting all the input from the different people that work in this department. And she's definitely got some spooky vibes. Yeah, a lot of horror books. Yeah. So trigger warning if you are easily terrified, like me and Sarah, who could have used a trigger warning I'm before this interview. I'm so fluffy. Yeah, so we'll try to continue our yeah. series in the children's department. We have one more person. And then we will move on to other places of the library. And hopefully maybe get some outsiders at some point, which I think would be really fun. And if anyone has any feedback for us, yeah. let us know. Thank you. Enjoy. Ding, ding, ding. You ready to focus, Jess? Sure. I don't prepare for things, so... <laughs> that's just like winging. You're the first person that's been game to come on and just wing this, where everybody else has been like, I need the questions three formally sent to me three days in advance. It's not my style. I'll just, like, obsess over it later and be like, why did I say this? <laughs> well, when we recorded the first time and I, like, listened to the ages I listed off of when I read these books, I was like, that was a lie. <laughs> I'm not that smart. Anyway, that's okay. You don't even have to re-listen to She's your like, I swear, I led, read Little Women by myself at three years old. You can't correct me. I was like, man, I was only like grade one. That, I made that up. Anyway, whatever. Memories are just that. Memories. <laughs> so profound. Yeah. You're welcome, everyone, for that little tidbit of information. So Ryan and I have realized that we're basically just interviewing the entire children's department first so we've created a little mini series yeah completely intentional yeah. i had this planned sketched out years in advance. super organized yeah. so we just want you jessica to introduce yourself tell us what you do here okay your path to this job hopes dreams you know <laughs> all of that stuff all that stuff well it all began in 1982 <laughs> when a young girl was born no my name is jessica and i work in the children's department i'm actually the head of the children's department mm-hmm. and I've been here since 2019, but I've been working in this library since 2008. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And I do the fun stuff, but since I am the head of this department, I also do the boring stuff. Admin. (laughs) The schedules and Mm -hmm. the pay sheets and all that Mm -hmm. good, good stuff. Pay sheets are fun. Just think of the joy you're giving somebody. Yeah, it's true. When you fill out their timesheet. So fun. That's wonderful. So yes, you obviously work with Kim, who's already been... On the podcast, and Amanda, who's already been on the podcast. Yeah. So we just have one more person in your department to, to trick to come in. And then you'll in, have so. the quadruple Yep, we'll have effect. our series complete. So, Ryan, do you want to start with the first question? Sure. We're going to jump right in Yep. with what is the first book you remember? Okay. Period. And <laughs> sentence. <laughs> the first book that I remember is a library book because... My parents took me to the library all the time when I was little, and it was in the library in Sackville, which Mm -hmm. means I was around three or four years old. And it was the Sackville Public Library, and it was a book called The Devil in the Drain (laughs) by Daniel Pinkwater. (laughs) What? Yeah, and it's about a kid who finds a miniature devil that lives in his tub drain, and he feeds it pretzels. What? Yeah, that was the story. Sackville, you crazy. (laughs) (laughs) And... Uh, this book made a huge impression on me, so much so that I was trying to shove pretzels down the bathtub this drain. I'm you, sure your parents love When you that. show they kids books, this is kids on books. Yeah. Do you 
Do we still have this book, do you know? I don't think so. Yeah. I don't know if I would recommend this book unless you want pretzels in the plumbing. <laughs> but it was a, definitely an interesting book. I mean, at the end, the child, like, tricks the devil because the devil's talking to him from inside the drain. And he, like, tricks him up to the surface by luring him with a pretzel. And then, like, turns on the tap full blast and, like, flushes him out of the drain what forever. So, wait, no. I have, like, a, a point of procedure question. Devil already in the drain, right? Yeah, he, that's his home. So, he lured him out of the drain. But then he turned the water on really hard and shot him back down the drain. Why didn't he so, just leave him down there and shoot the water in the drain really hard? I don't know. I don't know. It's like... <laughs> the logic of this book is falling apart. <laughs> I was just imagining... Kind of, I imagine he like kind of lived in that like area of the plumbing where it's like inside your house, but then he got like flushed out to like the larger sewer it? system. The U-trap? It's like... Yeah. He like lives in there. Okay, but... He's still turning on the same... Is, did he just learn, like, if I get him out here, I can turn the water on harder than I've ever turned it on before, yep. but he could have always turned it on that Stop hard. looking for plot holes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not saying it was a great message. There is a reason we don't have any more of this book, is all I'm saying. it's a religious book? <laughs> it is not at all. It's just like, it's like a cartoon devil in the drain. Do you, did you read it yourself? No. It was read to you? Yeah. And I would I, love to, like, go back in time. Maybe your parents, as they're like... Oh, my. <laughs> um, my mom would just let us pick up whatever oh, yeah. books we wanted. Yes, oh, mine good. too. Mine too. That's that's the thing too. I remember being able to read books but not understanding the concept <laughs> yeah. behind them or any of that stuff. And I have reread some where I'm like, oh, wow. I did not pick up on that. <laughs> but The Devil in the Drain. What was it called again? Yeah, that's what it was. Devil Devil, in the drain. It's called The Devil in the Drain by ah. Daniel Pinkwater. And like oh. Daniel Pinkwater books are <clears throat> bizarre. Yeah. There was like one called like flash super flash and it was like this car like there's there's all kinds weird. of weird bizarre books by this we'll go this looking for person. it after and see yeah. if we can share like an image maybe from yeah. the book or something yeah maybe that could be like the the art for this i mean if episode. any of us got just for a secret santa yeah. <laughs> i know what i'm gonna try to find on amazon um i'll do the next one so what is the first book you read on your own that you remember reading on your own okay this. Take it back. There's another book called The Devil in the Toilet <laughs> No, but it is another dark book. Another, I guess I was like a morbid child. I don't know. Maybe I'm still morbid today. But anyway, um, it was a book, and it was called Monster Tales. And it was like this hardcover book. It had like a really weird texture cover. It was like 1970s. And smelled weird, like glue, because yes, it was like yes. a li- like 1970s library glue. Yes. And it had a story in it called "The Wendigo's Child," I think. And it was about a boy who found this like desiccated mummy that had a bird's head. Wow! And <laughs> yeah, Ryan's just like, "What are you?" Seventies were crazy. They let you put anything in a book back. I was like reading it at night by my like reading light in my room alone so that means I was probably six or seven years old Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and I was reading a part where the child like looks down the cellar stairs and sees that the mummy is like walking and shuffling towards him and turns its bird head (laughs) to look at him and I became paralyzed with fear and was like (gasps) (laughs) 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 she like had to come down the hall and like release me from my fear paralysis and like, snap out of it i do remember that and i wasn't allowed to read scary books for a while do you know what what i remember doing um 
when we used to have the scholastic book fairs and I remember buying like a a haunted tales book mm-hmm. like had probably a 10 or 15 mm-hmm. scary stories in it and i remember reading one like in my desk right after i bought it and it was the classic like doll comes to life mm-hmm. and that yeah. night my, and bringing it home my mom being like i are you sure you want to read that like she would never say no but she was like you want to read that and i was like yeah no mom go away and i read it and i laid in bed all night just like eyes wide open and but didn't want to call my mom because i was yeah. like She's gonna. Yeah, you look like a real weenie. But like, if I go to hey. sleep, <laughs> if I go to sleep, I'm gonna die. So, yes, I'm just. This is my life now. Yeah. And she had my mom had put those porcelain dolls in my room. No. So I was like turning them all. I was like, okay, nope. Anyway, I think we all have a little experience with a yeah a scary story. Oh, yeah, that's like. I think maybe that's like what. I, I still enjoy reading like those scary stories. I was gonna say, do you still today? like to scare yourself with books? Yes. And I also remember at that time, like, listening or watching Unsolved Mysteries. And just the sound of that theme music would be just, like, haunt you. That and Rescue 911. Yes, Rescue 911. Like, Which why? Which we watched as a family. Yes, same. I'm like, <laughs> looking back, I'm like, that was questionable. But uh, thanks, Mom. Yeah. I, I actually did enjoy it. Well, you can tell that they didn't really, like, program for families no, in the 90s. No. They were just like, we'll make Rescue 911. <laughs> you can all watch it together at 7 p.m. Yeah. My nightmares were based on the Zelda video game, actually. <laughs> so, I can vividly remember that. I was know, it like the Mask of Majora? Like no, it was like the my, my my mom had the like the Super Nintendo one. Oh yeah, and that gave me some real nightmares. Apparently, <laughs> really? apparently, I don't really. Remember. There was something about being in a cave that I was not digging. I didn't like it. <laughs> I can see that. I can see that. Maybe it was just like too vivid. The Maybe. graphics were too much. They're so good. <laughs> Um, I do want to go back to something you said, which yeah. was you were reading by your reading lamp. Yeah. And uh, it reminded me of, like, one of the biggest fights our family always had was I got one of those, like, book clip lamps. Oh, yeah. yeah. Lights, you know what I mean? For in the car. But then it was sort of like if you turn the light on in the car. Oh. When I did, if you did that, my dad would be like, you got to turn that off. That's and awful. you thought you were going to yeah. instantly go off the road. Yeah. So he would say, turn it off. <laughs> then they bought me this book lamp specifically for it. Using in this manner, yeah. I thought, but then I would try to use it in the car, and I'd get that same. You gotta turn that on, <laughs> and, and there would just be like a real. Then why did you get me this gift? <laughs> this is all I want it for because we're driving to Tyne Valley for a hockey game, and it's a long time, and I just I'm bored. Read. The struggles. We're just trying to drive back from Sandspit or whatever. The Kobo Kindle generation will never understand. No, this. they don't. Although, get it. are they backlit now? The Kobos and the Kindles. I think some of them. But they're are. probably so adjustable, especially they like must the Kobo be. ones. You can like light up, doll. put some brightness on there. Hmm, interesting. Yeah, I feel like the reading by book lamp, or I was a admitted weenie. I needed to sleep with my door open for a pretty long time in my life, and I would just read by like the hallway light. Wow. My kids just recently got clip book lamps from my mom, which is nice because they're LED and mine was not obviously because it's like back in the like 80s and i actually like burnt a pillow like it's like oh what's that that's scent and i was like oh my pillow's on fire at least you were still awake at least you hadn't fallen asleep yeah true oh that's amazing do you remember did you say how old you thought you might have been yeah, I was like six or yeah, seven. Yeah. It was before we moved to like a, a, our townhouse. So I was in an apartment. It's nice when you have, like, I lived in the same house my whole life. So I think that's another reason I can't figure out points yeah. of reference for myself because I never had a move or like a huge life event to like center no me. No before and after. No before and afters. And my parents still live there. So it's, re- I just, I still just go there. 
I guess I can remember my book lamp in the room. <laughs> I'm going to say we're going to have an imaginary pause here. Yeah. Where... Bam, 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 bam. Yeah, some music was played. <laughs> <laughs> Me and Sarah are going to say something witty in an ad. Oh, yeah, we want to talk about Press Reader. Yeah. Press Reader is very cool. That sucked. <laughs> <laughs> So we just wanted to tell everybody about Press Reader. Uh, it's a fantastic free resource that you just need your library card to access. You get unlimited access to more than 7,000 of the world's top newspapers and magazines as soon as they're available on the shelves. So with Press Reader, you can read Canadian and international titles such as The Guardian, Newsweek, Liberation, China Daily, and La, La Raison. And the issues are yours to keep forever. So if you want access to Press Reader, just navigate to our website and have your library card handy. Then we'll follow that up with the third question, which is, what do you wish people knew about either the library or your job? You can pick. Okay. What do I wish people knew about the library or my job? Yeah. Depends mm-hmm. how self-centered you want to be with the question, really. We've talked about, like, collection-related yeah. stuff. Mm-hmm. Amanda, meant we were talking about tween programming. I was. I have a. I have one. Mm-hmm. Maybe. Maybe this is one we can use. I don't know. So people who want to work in the library, mm. like I get to go into a lot of like interviews and interviewing students and like people who want to work at the library. And the thing is, is it's not as important about how much you love books. Yeah. That it, that doesn't really factor into our decision. It's more like. Can you handle working with people? Because working yeah. in the library is working with people. Yeah. It's not really like, yes, we shelve books. But anyone can shelve books. You or don't have to or, love or, them yeah. to shelve yeah. them. And like, we recommend books, but you actually don't. We haven't read them all. No. It's just, and so. I, I often have to recommend, I find that people who ask you for books the most are people who tend to be more, we'll say like obscure readers. Like yeah. I'm thinking of a particular woman upstairs who... You would know her, Sarah, yeah. who asked for biographies. Oh, yes. She's read every biography we have. Yeah. And it's really hard. Like, yeah. I have to do research to find biographies that, that she hasn't read. They're ones that not only have I not read, I've not heard of. Yeah. And she has preferences of the type of biography, too. So you're really... So it's not about liking books. It's being able to find research and find books. Yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. problem solving. Yeah. And, and you also, speak French. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. and talk to those people and figure out, like, what they're interested in and not, yeah. like, push your weird recommendations on them can you learn how to do a reference interview whatever you guys call it that went to library school yeah that's chances. what they call it yeah but it often it does just feel like a really open conversation and yeah i think that's true and it's like do you like working with people and can you like have difficult conversations sometimes especially in a public library mm-hmm. because that's the thing you know i've worked in a rural library versus like a downtown branch and been in bigger city libraries too and you're dealing with all different things every single day yeah. And I don't think I could tell anyone, like, what I actually do <laughs> most times. COVID's been weird, but it's been a different beast. But oh, that's a really good answer, Jess. Yeah. Okay. Well, so you should apply. I'm glad it's usable. Yeah. Even if you don't like reading. I mean, you should like it a little bit. Yeah. yeah. I mean, liking books definitely helps. Yeah. But... If you're like a book burner, maybe don't <laughs> bring your application by. But I'm here to ruin them. <laughs> I'm here to ruin them all. But maybe if you don't like books way too much, you can actually weed books effectively. That's true. If you don't have too much of a crush on books, you can actually see yeah. that a book is like a 47 years old. And you can you can accept that it might need to go. Yeah. 
And we will not get into where those... Just think of it as the collection <laughs> evolving. Well, when you mentioned that smell, that the glue in those yeah. 70s books, I know when, we're, when we would weed large print, which I don't think I even see any of these yeah. editions in our collection anymore, but it was a very distinct um, publication yep. or publisher that would make these large print books, and it would be like a block of color, a weird yellow color, and a block of color, and they smelled all the same. Yes. And it was a, it was a stank. <laughs> yep, there is a, like an old book stank, and it's not it's like I know there's a good one. Yeah, that people are like, oh yeah, I love the small I, books. I like that one too. There's also a bad one. Yeah, a it's, very bad one. I never thought of fact really that it's it is the glue and whatever, the, and just the stench. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, well, okay. Um, I'm gonna go for the next question. I think people tune in to hear us talk about stinky books. <laughs> <laughs> really do. That's also what I want you to know about the library. Some stuff smells. Um, <laughs> what? This is my favorite question, but what is your favorite book? What is my favorite You can just, this is, and again, I mean, yeah. we say this every time, yeah. is that your favorite book can actually be like, here's a list of three I'm, honorable mentions. Yeah. Okay. Okay, so I do have a book. I always love Jessica's recommendations. She's <laughs> yeah. an FYI. So Erin also does. She goes to her for horror books. If you need horror books, yeah. apparently, Jessica's the person. But it's not like, yeah, I like more psychological horror. It's not like like atmospheric, not like, like gothic. Like, ah! Not like, ah, like stabbing, <laughs> possessions. They're all too scary for me, so I don't go to her for those. Um, but yeah, no. So there is a book, and it is called The Little Stranger, and it's by Sarah Waters. And we did it for book club one time. Mm-hmm. Um, it's divisive because it is super atmospheric, very descriptive of, Ooh. like, everything, like, of the house that they're in, of the, like, place that they're in in time. It's like, set between, like, world wars, Ooh. and there is a mysterious mansion, and the people in it may or may not be experiencing haunting or they might just be experiencing some mental illness stuff. Or it may be possession. Who knows? So, anyway. Has it been made into a show? I was just. This reminds me of a show I heard of last year. I think it was made into a show. I have not seen I just, the show. Go- the reason I'm asking is because I googled it. And, of course, when the, the show came up first. Is Jude Law in the show? No. I feel like there's a show that Jude Law is in that actually sounds exactly like this book, so you should well, check it out. Well, this is like this is kind of like a trope of like gothic yeah. fiction. It's like mysterious house, Ooh. people inside it, experiencing spooky things. Is it really all in their mind, yeah. or is it a ghost? But anyway, I really liked it. Um, the end is super vague, and I love a super vague ending. Really? Yes. Oof, I'm not emotionally stable enough for a vague ending. <laughs> So, <laughs> like, wrap it up, make sure um, everyone's okay. That one is, like, a favorite of mine for, like, you know, gothic fiction. Mm-hmm. Also, another creepy book that I enjoy is called My Best Friend's Exorcism. <laughs> and it's by Grady Hendrix. And it is kind of, like, a hilarious take on, like, those cheesy V.C. Andrews-esque Ooh. books. And it's about, like, a high school girl whose friend becomes possessed during a classic 80s summer and then the possession kind of goes like through her friend group you also recommended one of my favorite books to me was that hollow kingdom yeah that i love that with the crow kira jane buxton yes yes with the crow the crow is like the main character yes so so good 
Yeah, so those other two books I have reread multiple times because oh, really? I am also a rereader, mm-hmm. which I know it's also kind of some people are and some people aren't. I am. I, I am. Yeah, I for am. sure I am. Because I'm such a skimmer. Uh-huh. Some people will be like, wow, you finished that fast. I'm like, well, I probably skimmed over some of the paragraphs, so I'm probably going to have to read it again. <laughs> so, yeah, those are two of my, like, favorite grown-up books, I would say. Like, Do you want to give us, like, a, a middle grade one? That was, I think that's a good... I don't have a middle grade one, but I do have a picture book one. Yeah, yes, yes. Which is Dragons Love Tacos. Nice. That's a great one. (laughs) I think I mentioned that again. That's another book that has come up before. Does it? Has it? I I don't remember. Just very briefly, I think we were talking about how books went, or the children's books, especially picture books, went from being all about a family learning a lesson to being like, Dragons Love Tacos, (laughs) I want my hat (laughs) back, or you're allowed to enjoy the books and not. Yeah. Well, yeah, that one was great, and I'm really happy that I got to do it in story time, like, a few times, and do it with my dog in bedtime with canines, which Amanda mentioned in the last podcast. That was a Molly read. Can we still see those videos? Um, They're not on Facebook anymore, but we have them saved, so for personal viewing. (laughs) So, my request. (laughs) If anybody wants one of those videos, just email us at... No. (laughs) Oh, that's, that's some good answers. We should have had you on before Halloween. Those are two very spooky ones. That's okay. I think some people are still feeling the spook. Well, it's like also Christmas time is like also a traditional time of like telling ghost stories. Which, is there any like know. haunted Christmas books? Is that there a, is are. That, that exists? It's a thing because that's why like Charles Dickens wrote I was gonna say, that's what that, that book. Okay. That's because the, the most haunted. I don't yeah. read horror books and I don't read holiday theme books, so <laughs> this is like a real double yeah. grade. In like here. before Victorian times, it was like Christmas was the traditional time to tell ghost stories. And it's like yeah. you gather as a family and are like hanging around by and the depress fire each other in the darkness and you t- tell creepy stories. Oh my god, that sounds awful. <laughs> yeah, that's. that's I would never gather with my family. <laughs> Yeah, um, Amanda recommended a scary book to me, and she's like, it made me cry. Was, oh, yeah. I was like, well, I'm not. So guess who recommended that book to Amanda? <laughs> it was me. Did it make you cry? No, but I love that book. But it was really scary. Dark Matter. Yeah. By Michelle Paver. Which, there's another book by, I think, Blake Crouch or Couch. Yeah, there's another Dark one. Dark Matter, but, which but, is like sci-fi. Yeah, it's I not that, that one. one. It's <laughs> not that, that one. That was great. That one was good. No, that yeah. one was like super atmospheric it's funny i was like feeling very brave and put a hold on it and then i got it and i looked at the cover and i was like nope (laughs) (laughs) well it's like uh, both amanda and i read it in the dead of winter and it's set in the arctic and it's like very creepy like roaming around in the darkness (gasps) of the arctic and you're all alone and you're just like (laughs) so if you're reading it in the in the winter when it's dark You'll definitely get more in the feeling. Like this might be cut out, but I have a very honest question about yeah. being scared. Is it? Do you just like the feeling of it? Kind of, yeah. You like? like <laughs> do you? Will you go like? Do you watch scary movies? I do, but and I only watch them alone. Really? Yes. That was Is the that most psychopathic no answer I've ever heard. <laughs> Andrew doesn't like horror movies, Ooh. and he won't watch them, so Wait, I watch Chris them alone. Chris and I both don't like scary movies, so even if the commercial comes on, we're like, change the channel. <laughs> Sometimes I get too creeped out and I'll like change the channel, but most of the time I'm okay. You're okay. I'm okay. But I also remember like watching scary movies with my sister when we were like still living with my parents and like she would get so creeped out that she'd hear a noise and like actually grab a knife and start like stalking around the house and I'm just like, simmer down. (laughs) 
we never had scary movies in our house except for for some reason there was like a it was still in the plastic wrap unopened Blair Witch Project when I was a kid. That was what we watched when she was like oh, roaming around with the like, I watched that when I was a kid. Yep. Too young to watch it. Still thought it was a legit documentary yeah. because you could get away with stuff in the 90s yeah. apparently. Because you couldn't Google it. Like, no. we, all, we all thought it was real, yeah. right? It's okay. So I, I feel like I got duped a little. But uh, Have you seen that TikTok guy that's like, because it was the 90s. Yeah. <laughs> that's that. Yeah. So... Just really scared me, and Blair I was Witch not ready for anything me. after that. Terrified me. The, the last scene, I when I talk about it now, it still makes my stomach. Yeah, upset. her cry was too real. Like her crying her, like, face snot, was too legit. Her snot in the yeah. Nose? yeah, the snot in the nose was exactly. You know, what I was did you know they scouted Fredericton as a location to I film that? Heard that? What? I yeah. just heard that. Yeah, yeah. Damn. Because they really wanted it like cheapo. Yes. Like, and that's that was the deal. I I just saw that somewhere. It must have been on some weird Facebook page or something. I think it was Freddie Chatterbox. Yeah, Freddie. Chatterbox. Shout out. Where did Freddy they Where did they end up going instead? Was it in Pennsylvania? <laughs> I thought it was in Pennsylvania. Probably. That sounds legit, but I don't know. I don't know. Well, we'll fact check this maybe, yeah. and then we'll put it in the intro. Yeah. <laughs> we talk about the scariest movie of all time. Blair Witch Project. I think it is. I think it would be up there. And especially for when it came out, like what yeah. we were just yeah. saying, like you really didn't. You know. could not pull that off now. No. no. The last one that tried to sort of pull it off would be what, like paranormal, paranormal activity. activity? Yeah. Either I, I can't even. Anyway. Whatever. Yeah, Amanda <laughs> admitted she thought paranormal activity was real. I didn't, but I also Amanda Byrne. No. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Anyway, I'm sweating from fear. So. <laughs> we'll go to the next question. Go yeah. ahead, Ryan. Uh, what are you reading now? Slash, what did you read last? Oh, okay. You can list a whole bunch for us. So I was on a nonfiction reading kick, and I'm just going to like pull this up on my phone because I never remember nonfiction book titles or authors ever. Because they're always long. Because they're long and have subtitles. And they and tell a story. They tell I stuff. Agree. So one was The Lost Family, How DNA Testing is Uncovering Secrets, Reuniting Relatives, and Ooh. Upending Who We Are. Sounds like Unsolved Mysteries. By Libby Copeland, which was really an interesting book. And it talks about, like, how those ancestry tests and, like, stuff like that are a great tool for, like, you know, people who want to find out if their ancestors are from Ireland for Mm. real. But also, you might find out that your dad isn't really your dad. And, like, how people are coping with that side effect of DNA testing and family research and so like talking about like people who find out they're adopted people who find out that there was like something like an untoward relationship in their family or Mm. that their parent is not who they thought they were or you know all kinds of like weird things that happen there and kind of woven throughout that are specific stories of people that these things have happened to but the main story is about a woman who is trying to solve a genetic puzzle because her father was um, raised in an orphanage, but did know who his parents were. They had died. Um, And then he was sent to an orphanage. She got her ancestry done and it showed a completely different picture of than what she thought it should. They had already believed they were Irish, but then it showed up as being Ashkenazi Jewish. And she was like, what? I don't know anything about this. Oh my goodness. So anyway, there was not anything. Conclusive um, or? Uh, yeah, they could not figure it out because they're like, yeah, no, like my father's really my father, my mother's really my mother, 
where is this coming from? And she was also like a very data driven person. So I was trying to like solve this puzzle by going through like all different other relatives and getting them DNA tested and stuff. Anyway, it ends up being a very interesting solution to that puzzle because I do find out in the end. But anyway, a very interesting book, and I was like, "Whoa!" I didn't even really think about all that. I remember hearing side like effect. little st- side stories, probably like it was like a BuzzFeed article or something yeah. like that, of like, "I didn't know I had a sister. I didn't realize." <laughs> yeah. And it it shows you the link like almost immediately. Or yeah. you'll hear again people who love true crime, yes. where it's like this guy submitted yeah. he wanted to find out if his dad was actually Irish, and instead he went back to jail because he committed a crime. Yeah, and, and they realize. talk about that too. It's like how that creep has come in, like where like they're selling or using your DNA for like, you know, police to catch things. Yeah. And like, how is Mental that? Note. Is that actually like something that you want to get into? Side note: Jess just DNA tested her dog. I totally did. And I don't care. Was it after that book or? Before? It was after. <laughs> Found out she is boxer and schnauzer and rat terrier. She's awful cute too. Um, the other one that I read is "The Cold Vanish: Seeking the Missing in North America's Wildlands" by John Billman, mm. and that was the one about talking about national parks in the United States and a little bit in Canada about how if someone goes missing in a national park, it's not recorded as part of the rest of the kind of like missing people in the rest of the country because they're like under a different jurisdiction for like, weird. Yeah. It's like the park rangers have to try and find them, not the like police force. Oh, so anyway, it's talking about like all the, like how many hundreds of people are currently just randomly missing on like hiking trails in national parks hmm. across the United States and Although Canada. I guess you can't just send like, all right, Joe police officer, I know you're really good at arresting somebody downtown, but let's send you out in the wilderness. And... Well, yeah, because how, how many people are missing because they were experienced hikers yeah. and then something happened. So you can't just send, like you said, someone who's not an experienced yeah, so trail person. So that's exactly it. They're like talking about, like, you know, mountaineers who are like up on a peak and fall down a crevasse and they're like, no one's ever going to find them. But, so they're just kind of missing. That reminds me of the like whole Mount Everest thing. Yeah. Like you just p- pass bodies. So creepy. And I was like, well, why would you ever want to do that? <laughs> I know. It's like <laughs> constant reminders that you could die at yeah. any second. Like quite quickly, actually. I wonder when you see your first one, if it's not that far up, and you're like, oh no, <laughs> a really big, big, big mistake. That's how, so are you on a nonfiction kick? Is that how what yeah. you would say you're like reading? Yeah, so go? like I'll just like go for some nonfiction, then I'll switch over to some fiction, and then throw some graphic novels in. Yeah. You know. This is this isn't it can be the mystery question, but it doesn't have to be. But do you find like your what was your pandemic reading like? Were you kind of steering away from anything or can you remember that far back? Like when we were yeah. home, when we were stuck at home? I know mine was like I I mean I'm still on the kick though. Like it had to be like there had to be magic in it and it had, I didn't want to read about any thing you know. Pandemic-y. <laughs> <laughs> um, probably the only thing I changed was that, like, I didn't have as much access to, like, all different books. Because I get most of my books from the library. I'm yeah. too cheap to buy books. Yeah. And, like, side note, we couldn't, we could access maybe our own collection yeah. if we, like, snuck into the library solo. Because we weren't allowed to be in, obviously, together. Yeah. But we also couldn't place holds or anything. Yeah. Like, you we, couldn't yeah. get at the actual, I had, so I had, a, like, a pile of books that I had got before I, like, the library closed. I, I do remember like, the last day 
like the, it was a Tuesday afternoon, mm-hmm. and everybody left with a bag full of books. Yeah. They're like, are we gone for two weeks? Are we gone for longer? I'm going to grab a few books just to be safe. Yeah. yeah. So I had like my stack, and I went through the stack pretty fast. So, And yeah. actually, one of the books in that stack was the one about the crow. Yes, yeah. Where humanity is wiped out by it like is. a zombie plague. It so sure is. I did sure not is. avoid the whole plague situation. Well, I saw someone when we reopened, we had been like quarantining the material before we put it on the shelf. <laughs> How silly we were. Anyway, <laughs> we someone had had the foresight to get all six seasons of Lost. And I was like, did they just know that this was going to happen? Like they were going to be stuck at home? I don't know, but smart. I was like, good, smart, smart. That would have been a good binge. That would have been a good binge show because, you know. Yeah, so the only, the only thing that changed was, like, I had to resort to reading electronic books, dun, 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 which yeah. I don't usually do because I like an actual physical book. Uh-huh. Usually not to, like, you know, put electronic books down. But I, I don't like, like reading on my app. phone very much, and yeah. I don't like holding an iPad, and I don't have an e-reader. Uh-huh. So I had to read on my phone, and I didn't love that, like, falling. Because I usually, like, at night, I'm, like, go to bed reading, and I actually fall asleep <laughs> while I'm reading, and, like, will drop the book on the floor sometimes. But if you do that with your phone, it's, it's not as yeah. good of an idea. It's, yeah. like, smash See, it's phone. funny. I was the opposite. I brought a bunch of books home with me over the pandemic. I didn't crack a single one of them. Uh, I went audiobook almost exclusively. Mm. Which, I don't even know if this counts. I'm going to ask you for a ruling on this. Okay. I feel like this was cheating, even, for audiobooks. I know people already, some people already say audiobooks yeah. are cheating. This was next level. They're not, <laughs> first of all. But this was, like, maybe cheating. Okay. Um, I got really into BBC radio dramas oh, on yeah. Audible, where they take books and That's make them amazing. a radio drama. Yeah. So, they're obviously cutting out a lot, but they're also adding a lot of, like, atmosphere. Well, it's like the abridged version. Yeah. yeah. Abridged? So (laughs) I went through, I did a big John le Carre spy novel run of those that were amazing. They're so good. And right now I'm doing some Agatha Christie mystery ones, which have been good. I I don't like them quite as much as the spy one, but that's just, I was just such a big John le Carre fan before. So. So like, what is the length of the radio drama? Like, so the radio dramas, I would say a book would take about an hour. Oh, cool. Generally. Um, the spy That's books. That's really satisfying. Yeah. So those John le Carre ones, I think it was, it was the full collection of like George Smiley, who was like his great spy that he wrote about. Uh-huh. So there were, I think there was, I think there was eight books and they vary in length. Some of them were 45 minutes to an hour. Some mm-hmm. of them were three or four hours. I Whoa. think the total collection was 19 hours total for the eight cool. books. So I was really into them. They're really good. So, shout out to BBC Audio Dramas. <laughs> I don't think that's cheating. A I lot of times if you amazing. go back now, you'll see them read by, if you see the cast, yeah. I think people would be way more, it's like, we're doing Benedict Cumberbatch reading yeah. uh, Neil Gaiman's Neverwhere or whatever. Yeah. So I think people would be really into it that way. I don't think we have any in our collection, unfortunately. Yeah. But if you use Audible, check them out. There, that could be your ad, your BBC audio drama. Yeah. <laughs> ad in the middle. Everyone like, it's like, um, guys, let's <laughs> go to public library. Can you please advertise I think, our services? I think we might have some Doctor Who ones, actually. Reading, <laughs> to be fair, we I also had... did advertise cheese, and we don't supply cheese. It's <laughs> true. Well, maybe in the community maybe fridge, maybe. Not, not cheese strings. Yeah. <laughs> cheese strings. But not from the cheese guys. <laughs> Shout out to our podcast with Kim. 
for the cheese guys. I wonder how they're doing. Yeah. Um, Still I not sending us stuff. I found, they obviously didn't hear this. <laughs> Ryan, you're from PEI. I have to send it to them. I know. Do you, so, do, I mean, I kind of mystery questioned her. I, I, I went rogue. Yeah, that works. Do you think that's okay? Yeah, I think so. Okay. That's it, Jess. That's it. Thank you. No problem. Maybe we'll have you back on for our. Um, think of a book you want. To, you would gift. You would gift to people. See, I would never give a book for a gift ever. Ever? ever? No, because I only like as a person receiving a book. I would be so picky. I'm like so picky. Have you been gifted a book that you hated? Yeah, but I've also been gifted books that I specifically requested, <laughs> I and we're that. like, but one time. That's we, a cop out answer that you can't take back. What? I'll give them whatever they requested. <laughs> but one time, my brother and I. He's the only person that I actually give books to besides my dad because I know what they like. But my brother and I gave each other the exact same book at Christmas. <laughs> but I gave him the hardcover version and he gave me the soft cover. Loser. Ouch. We hear you, Sared. <laughs> <laughs> what book was it? It was um, in, It's either Through the Woods or Into the Woods. Okay, okay. Which is... We should clarify, Sared also used to work here. Yeah. He did. Not when I was, though. No. I oh, liked talking nice. to him about cheesy mysteries with recipes in the back. It yeah. was the thing that we like to joke it's about. Cozy mysteries. They are hilarious. <laughs> Still my favorite dumb type of book in the world is so a mystery good. with a recipe for a certain type of pie in the back. And what are we doing here? Don't they sometimes also combine like crossover with the cat mystery? Yep. So it's oh, like yeah. recipes plus cats hilarious. plus cozy mystery. Very often they're like southern as yeah. well. Or maybe there's a quilt. Yep. <laughs> What was the one that had the, there's one that had the, the bread, the, the starter that you like share? Yeah. <laughs> like the sourdough. Sourdough starter. Yeah. They're all, I, I they're really... all great. I would love to do like, I want to do like a maple syrup themed one. Yeah. <laughs> Butter tart. You have to do the like Canadian food yeah. one. Like Nanaimo yeah. bars. Yeah. <laughs> Frogs versus macaroons. Yes. Yeah. Anyway, they're hilarious. I just, I think they're the best. All right. I think we, I think we, I think we did it guys. Okie dokie. Thanks, Jess. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. We didn't talk about what we were reading, which is good, because how do you pronounce this person's last name? Or first and last name. Natalka? Natalka Bryan. Bryan? Anyway, I'm saving it for for next week, guys. You put this in, Ryan. Where did my... I printed off a thing about press reader. I sort of did say. I said I was listening to some audio dramas. So. Let me find it. All I did was finish that other book. That was fine. Yeah, when we start recording them close together, we're going to have to slow the horses on what we're reading because yeah. I'm not that fast of a flipping reader. No. You can always just lie. Just say you just read something that you read a long time ago. I know you're going to put this in there. <laughs> I would never lie. <laughs> <laughs> this might be our outro. <laughs>